<laughs> guys, I want to talk to you about a really serious issue that happened to us in these last couple of weeks, a real tragedy uh, nationwide. Just the voice of the people was ignored, and uh, I've never felt more scared and terrified. 22 days ago, R.L. Stein did an AMA, and uh, <laughs> he didn't respond to our question. What was the question, Chad? Our question is, in this R.L. Stein AMA where you go, I'm R.L. Stein, and it's my job to terrify kids. Ask me anything. Anything, Well, you know, Chad. I do have to say, you said our question, and I don't believe Paul and I were consulted Guys, about this. Guys, you know what? I, it, was, it was quick. I was, a, I was a journalist, and I saw it happening, and I knew we needed to get there quick. Hey, you made a call. I Chad, made a call. I, Chad, I, I like that you took... That you took the the move on this, you took the point, and you just went with the it. I'm, I'm, happy, I'm, I'm happy that you took. Thank the initiative. you. I had to get. I I tried. It didn't matter. Even with 99 upvotes of this question, it was ignored. The question was salutations, Master Stein. We've been. That's where you your, lost them. You lost them with the salutations. I guess so. I would think that fucking nerd would have liked it. He, he thought you were a ti- he thought you were a time traveling book trying to steal his soul <laughs> back into it. <laughs> I continued and asked, uh, we've been devouring your books over at Goosebuds with a link for him to check it out. As we dive into the Give Yourself Goosebump books, we've been wondering, where did Super Strength O's come from? It's sort of a unique, iconic item that keeps popping up. And now, let me say, a few people in the comments said, it's not a thing. You're, you're grasping at straws. I guarantee you Super Strength those comes up multiple times in these books. It's a thing. I will prove this theory. Either way, a solid question. I think it's a solid question. I think he's scared of us, Chad. I think he's scared I, of yeah. us. He knows that we're, we're, finding, we're unraveling his secrets. But instead, he answered the question from another Goosebumps podcast. What? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I think he heard. I think he heard our show, and he heard us shitting all over I, his books, and he didn't R, want to respond like to it. RL, we know you listen to this. We love you, and instead, you responded to drinking with goosebumps, which I will say, I've we've we've heard about. I have personally never watched any because I don't want their comedy coming into our comedy. I don't okay. want to. You don't want it to be affected by the zeitgeist. I don't right? want. Yeah. I don't want to be. I want untainted goofs. I want Un- our voice. Yeah, our voice. Also, we don't drink when we do this podcast. We do maybe heroin. No, this is a straight edge podcast. This is a straight dude. edge podcast. That's true. We said that from the very beginning. Except, we said except heroin. Straight edge. Except, uh, except I heroin. Ate, straight I ate to the that edible that one time. Before That's true. We recorded. Okay. Sometimes straight edge podcast, but we don't need to get drunk to do this show because we're high on life. Any not to, not trying to attack the podcast. I and, almost I almost poured myself a glass of wine before we started. That's fine. That's fine. It's it's that's the behind the scenes. I think we <laughs> actually had a caveat, straight edge, except heroin, and also Dom can drink and take edibles. I think that was the caveat. Yeah, also, I think that's what it was, and that's and we are straight edge. Yeah, also Dom, it goes straight into your blood, straight edge. I have yes. excellent on my hands right now. But the answer to the question from Drinking with Goosebumps, shout out to Drinking with Goosebumps, I'm sure they're nice guys. But now a rivalry has been formed. I don't have, think we should. Have Drinking with Goosebumps ever passed? Like posited that R.L. Stein didn't write his books. They might not. They might be in the pocket of Big R.L. That's what I'm wondering. I, I think. I think maybe they are, since he answered their question. Yeah, he, their question. Uh, pretty much, you guys can't suck up more. We recently hit the halfway point in the original books. Link to their podcast, also smart. I just finished up The Barking Ghost. Did you ever have any input on the covers of the original 62 books? Tim Jacobus's art remains iconic. They really need to put out a coffee table book of those covers. 
Oh, can You're we just... Right. You're right. Oh, my God. Hard-hitting journalism was ignored in favor of a softball layup. I think there's collusion here. Ugh. I think I'm going to sidebar us real quick. This is to be cut from the podcast. We probably shouldn't start talking about this other show because people are go- our fans are going to go and instigate something. I will say this. I will say this right now. I have we we will we are not actually fighting this other podcast. We are aware of it. There's a Brotherhood of Goosebumps podcast. Yeah, what, what you 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 know what, Chad? You're you're acting a lot like Donald Trump right now. You're going ahead <laughs> and making all these claims. No, you're making all these claims about this other show, talking about this other show, and then when people may get inspired to take action against this other show, you're now you're going to go. Okay, I condemn the actions. I can, yeah, you, know, you, would, you would let them happen. I condemn like them a real, happen. I condemn the actions of R.L. Stein. You're rabble rousing right now, I am, Chad. Here's what here's here's what it is. I feel like there's been, and we know there's a couple other Goosebump podcasts, right? Where they've been like uh-huh. ships in the night. We just we know they're out there. We see the we see the radar because ships have radar. Uh-huh. Not subs. I messed up. Oh, the I was thinking, old, I was thinking old timey ships, but that's cool. Old timey ships, sure. They they see them, and we know they're out there. But we just let each other kind of. There's oh, there's plenty of water. There's plenty uh-huh. of fish. This is the 1800s. Yeah. We haven't like killed all the fish yet. Seventy percent of the earth water. Yep. Now we're stepping into each other's uh, slipstreams or something to continue the boating metaphor. And I just think we need to acknowledge each other. I think I would, and, and salute. We'll fire a hello th- cannon shot that's not a war shot. I think if we, if we ignore each other on the open seas, we could be in deep trouble. Oh, no. okay. Hold. Okay. That is an amazing segue. But before we do, I need to read a few <laughs> of the other questions that are, because this is really more about RL and how disappointed I gave you that chat. I gave you that. You segue. gave us the most amazing segue that that is a segue that I could ride all over a Canyon and then fall to my death. on. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> it sounds like you have an agenda here. I, I have an agenda to call out RL for ignoring good questions and call out other questions. He decided to answer. Okay, so uh-huh. uh, here's some of the other answers. I'm just gonna read you the answers just to, okay. so you can understand. Um, one of his cool. answers. This is kind of like a like a Jeopardy type thing. Going Jeopardy, on sure, here. yeah. Cool. Uh, sleeping versus reading. It's a hard choice. Don't know. What that's that's a, that's a, don't know. What that's about. I, mean, I cannot. Figure, I can't. I can't figure out the question for that one. Uh, I have to imagine that they <laughs> asked him. <laughs> Uh, what he what he liked more, but go on, but go it's on. It's actually why the war on bedtime because I'm having a hard time falling asleep reading your stories. Another suck up question. These people mm. are sucking up. Another you think one. there were some plants? You think there were some Reddit plants? I don't. I mean, I think everyone on the Reddit is going to be like going for the like easy, you know, just like I love yeah. your stuff. I get it, and and we also we love RL. He's our lifeblood. We suck from the teat of RL every every episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the Re- Remus, the wolf that built our empire of Rome. Yeah, his, cre- his creative teat. Yep. His creative teat. We suck his from, so. supple milk dripping nipple of literature. <laughs> <laughs> his, uh, his hairless middle aged nipple. Uh, other questions was season one, episode eight of the television series. My hairiest adventure meant as a puberty allegory. Maybe that's his answer. Um, Let's see. Someone asked, is it wrong of me to want more of your stories? And he went, yes, terribly wrong. You need help. Like, it's just all quick, just little, just like, yeah, books are fun. He's uh, standing. He's standing character. He's a he's a jovial, but he's quippy. And he's, he's jovial Bob Stein. Yeah, I think it's I think I honestly want to believe that I think RL's listening to this podcast and hates us. 
that yes. that's definitely one hundred percent. I I have pretty good faith that he did. I I'm love. Okay. I like being the burn. Look, Dom and I are from Philadelphia. We're going to be the burr. We're going to be the annoying, <laughs> the annoying shitheads. We'll definitely do that. We will hold that mantle high. We're the black sheep of this, this goosebump family. Mm-hmm. I, you're, I the, you're Indianapolis, so you're the black lung having Yeah, yeah, sheep. we're all the coal lungs from Gary yeah. Indiana. The black lung for- capital of the world, <sighs> Indianapolis. <laughs> Maybe next time RL will come around. RL, will you listen to this? We know you listen to this and you can't acknowledge us. We love you. We have questions. <laughs> we love you like I'm, a father that is, has you, made mistakes. You speak for us a lot, Jack. <laughs> Tom, would you like to differ? You're allowed to say. How do you feel about I, RL? I'm just going to say that I think we can get to RL if we start the Eureka's Castle podcast. Yes! And yes. we come at it, and we come at it with different names. We'll change it around. I'll be Paul. You, can, Chad can be Dom. And I want to be Paul, Badly. you can be Chad. Okay, I'm into it. Let's do that. Let's do that. And then if that doesn't work, we move on to the Fear Street podcast. And if that doesn't work, we go to the Fear jo- Tactics <laughs> Joke Book I, podcast. Other, other, other option is we break into his house uh-huh. and, and we mercy him. And like, that's Wait, that, what is mercy him? Isn't that, isn't that Stephen King movie where they break oh, his legs? Yeah. Misery. Yeah. Misery, sorry. Misery. We, misery hit, we misery him. And, okay. And like, we just trap him there and he becomes our, our uh, indentured servant to write new stories for us. And we have him on the podcast all the time. And we grow as a family. Take us in, Father. Chad, I, I hate to stop you like this man but it sounds like you're being a little donald trump again he I mean, asked, you just you just said you wanted him to be your slave he answered a question about <laughs> mustard someone asked him do you like mustard and he went why are you asking this do you have a thing about mustard he answered that question he's jovial bob stein <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i just want him to love me he just, just wants chad just is upset because he didn't find out about the deep cut that he asked about what are they called again Super strength those. It's a thing. Super strength those. I thought that was a. I think. And by the way, guys, he'll do have another we, AMA. Yes, he will. Have we I encountered? I, have we encountered super strength those in any of the stuff that we've done? Yes, in the last uh, choose your own adventure, it came up. What? It was, what are they like? A, are they like a? Like they're a just Chef Cheerios Boyardee? you eat that make you super strong. Oh. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, interrupt here. That is a uh, plot point from a film called uh, The Strongest Man in the World, starring Kurt Russell, wait, a Disney film, where wait, he eats what? cereal and becomes powerfully strong. Yes. Super is that were they called Super Strengthos? I don't think they were called Super Strengthos, but there are a couple gifs out there of him eating them and then like smoke blowing out L- his nose. Let me, let me explain my, my fascination with this a little bit. Is that... Like, I can't find anything about them on the internet. Like, I can't even yeah, they're find impossible other, to Google. They're impossible to Google. It Google, feels, it doesn't work when you try. It doesn't work. I've been, I've been trying. It just shuts down. <laughs> Google is suppressing the truth. It just and, bricked my phone. I just tried to do it. It just like, bricked my phone. It feels like a Doctor Who plot where, like, there's this thing that the aliens have removed from, like, our knowledge. And we're not supposed to remember, and I'm holding on to a sliver of it, and, like, I need to find out the truth. I love that Google to, to Dom is, like, this art, this, this act of zen balance where you can't try too hard for it to work. I guess. Like, so instead of typing super strength those, I should type, like, hey, Google, what about super strength those? What about that thing yeah, I'm thinking about? It, be like, hey, is it maybe, have you ever maybe heard of this little thing called super strength those? Then you're going to start getting answers. 
I, I swear they're in a bunch of books. I didn't imagine it, and no one believes me, and I'm going crazy. I'm not seeing it anywhere, dude. I don't know. I what know you're talking it's about. insane, but I think we know it was in one. We read it last, like last maybe, time we did it. Holy fuck! Maybe this is another Bernstein Bears situation where there's an <laughs> alternate timeline. <laughs> and maybe, maybe Chad, you were you came to us from that alternate timeline. Maybe because I don't maybe. remember it, and R.L. Stein obviously <laughs> doesn't remember it because he didn't answer your question. Maybe he knows the truth though, and he was like, "I can't acknowledge it." Dexter, Kurt Russell, has a bold idea for his college chemistry project, creating a formula that will make humans stronger. A lab mishap results in a blend of his solution and a vitamin-rich cereal. Amazingly, when students try the cereal, it briefly provides superhuman strength. Remember when, like, people were, like, fell for that trap where they were like, we'll just stick a bunch of vitamins in it, but it was just, like, cardboard with vitamins all over it that oh, you ate that's what king vitamin is yeah. <laughs> <Just> made it <laughs> up <laughs> is king vitamin is corn cereal that's somehow tougher than captain crunch <laughs> it was like cow tails and just cornmeal i'm like this is good uh-huh. this is good for you you guys you know what you guys should eat corn <laughs> in the morning we have too much of it please eat it the government subsidizing it. Also, Please. this is supposed to suppress your like sex driver. What's that, what's that weird fact about corn cornflakes? You ever read about that? Is what? it thing I just read? The, like, there's a weird fact that like cornflakes were supposed to suppress like your libido or something. Whoa. Did you read that on Breitbart, Chad? No. <laughs> cornflakes starting to sound a lot like Trump again. No, going yeah, dude, to you are for your to say, I, dude, Chad. I think it's gotten to you. Okay, mentalfloss.com. Cornflakes were invented as part of an anti-masturbation crusade. Mentalfloss.com is part of the neggy left, dude, and we all know it is. <laughs> yeah, we know, no, we know that. Uh, in the young, all right, in the young United States, one of the most ardent anti-masturbators was a Michigan physician named John Harvey Kellogg. The good doctor was a bit uncomfortable about sex, thinking it detrimental to physical, emotional, and spiritual being. He abstained from it, blah, blah, blah. So he would create a food that looked like scabs, and maybe <laughs> no one would want to have to jerk off ever again. Kellogg's solution to all this. What other Goosebumps podcast are you going to hear this much God, information? You're learning so much that you wouldn't hear in the mainstream media. You know what? The <laughs> chains are off. I'm on your side, Chad. I'm <laughs> radical. I'm a human. This is what a human looks like. <laughs> Chad radicalized me, I'm, man. I'm all worked up. Oh, I got to eat some cornflakes and not masturbate. That's that's the mask. I'm telling you, it's a thing. Let's do it. Go, Deep let's, Trouble let's is the book. Let's get Deep Trouble, trouble is the book. Deep Trouble is the book. We're already probably fucked for this episode because... Uh, due to scheduling and, and everything like this, my fellow co-hosts, Paul and Dom, hello, I'm Chad, d- uh, <laughs> decided to welcome. This is your first time of the episode. I hope every time I hope it's their first episode. It's always like this. It's always like this. Uh, it's it's like a car crash. And then the rest <laughs> of it is we're sorting out the bodies. Welcome to Goosebuds. <laughs> well, that's our new podcast headline. Um, well, I think this is one body. I don't know. It might be two. I can't figure. I've got a couple <laughs> arms here. Uh, uh, this could be a monster from the book. I don't know. The, re- the reason why this is such a car crash is uh, I read the book. Uh, my two fellow co-hosts, no judging whatsoever, decided to watch the TV show. And yeah, I just a- I have a good reason. Sure. <laughs> I started reading the book. I give myself about two hours to read the book. Just, you know, give myself that little cushion, get it read up. 
started reading it. Sometimes when I read, guys, I get real tired. He got start sleepy. falling asleep. So what Dom's um, saying is he got bored. So Dom got bored of this. I got, got a little bored. It's it's the most interesting book they've ever read. And I watched the episode. I watched the episodes instead. It was well, a two-part episode. I said, bingo, bango, I'll watch these, and then I'll fucking record the episode. Well, yeah, I thought I was doing good watching two episodes. And, I, was like, and, I was like, this is going to be in-depth, and it's going to hit all the main plot points. But go and ahead, you guys Chad. missed the crucial PSA warned by us by Darthiol on our subreddit a month I didn't, ago. I, I didn't. I looked at it a month ago, but I... I don't like to look at the thread. You're I'm afraid I'm going to see yourself. something. Yeah, I, I'm afraid. I, yeah. Oh, well, if you'd read it, he would have said, don't watch the Deep Trouble TV episode because the TV adaptation is actually Deep Trouble too. Here's the so fun thing. Here's the fun thing. Yeah. We get to talk about two stories tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so. Should we just call this Deep Trouble, Deep Trouble too? Pretty much. I, yeah. Oh. Well, it's a, it's a double length Covery of episode of of things we're going to cover it all I, because this country is in deep trouble. I think we can all. Agree. <laughs> I, I don't even know if the story is even close to the same. I'm looking at the cover for Deep Trouble Two. There's an evil fish on the cover. Uh, there was no evil fish in my book. There was also oh, there's barely an a evil, shark in mine. There's an evil fish in this. All right. Wait, is this the same character? Okay, so it's the same characters in Deep Trouble Two. I'm just scanning across okay. Wikipedia right now. They tease a shark at the beginning of this episode, and I was like, here it is. And I'm sure you thought this too, Dom. And then the shark never shows up again. All right, so you guys watch the show, and Goosebumps, the TV show, is the most low-budget thing I've ever seen. How do oh they boy. even do this? Oh, All right, well, boy. we got we to gotta get into it. Ch- Chad, why don't you, before we get into the TV show and the budget and the CG that was in there, definitely, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the story of Deep Trouble, the book? Yeah, and this is my, my one sadness. Guys, this was like the most real adventure book the series has ever done. Deep, like, yeah, Deep well, Trouble I, 2 I, was I, kind I, of an adventure too, right, Dom? Yeah, you guys. Oh, yeah, for certain. I was actually going to say this is actually a pretty fun episode of TV. Yeah. Um, and and the book, what I read before I fell asleep, I was enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> how, far did, how far did you get? Three chapters. Okay, so the long and short story of it is that, like, young Billy Deep and his sister Sheena have this, like, rich Billy uncle. Deep is a porn name, by Billy, the way. No, Definitely. Oh, well, I, if you think Billy Deep is a porn name, his uncle, whose name is Dr. D., Dr. Deep, uh, yeah. That Dr. Deep or Dr. Deep, that is a porn guy. That dude is either like the scummiest dude or like just laying pipe all he has a boat. He well, has a Billy's boat. Billy's porn name is easily easily turned into Willie Deep, which means dick deep. And uh Harold Deep is definitely rolled deep. <laughs> well, I, I mean I I think Billy Deep on its own is an is like a real good '90s one because you can just picture the, like the red, the bright red tan he has, and the dagger sideburns. Right, yeah. for sure. Yep. But Billy, Billy and Sheena are rich. It seems like, and they have a eccentric uncle who works for Ohio University. <laughs> Because Ohio University, it's just a detail that like he works for an Ohio college. We all know Ohio doesn't have any money. That's like a plot point that Ohio doesn't. And they're just having a fun summer vacation. And like the whole book is an actual like things happen. You guys missed out. Isn't 
isn't the Buckeyes a big college? Yeah, no, it's weird. It was a weird like diss in Ohio because there's this whole thing of like uh, Billy's dad is uh, Billy's uncle is really struggling for funding for his research boat, and like Billy's like, well, Uncle Doctor D can't you just ask them for more money. Is like we all and Sheena reminded him that it was a college in Ohio, therefore they don't have a lot of money. Maybe R. Like, L. Stein went to the other school. Let's see what they're. What oh, it's the just like Ohio. a weird dig on the Buckeyes, just like fuck yeah. you, Buckeyes. Oh, he's from Columbus, Ohio. Weird. He like hates his place. Okay, this is uh, which of us loves the place that we're from. He's (laughs) right. Yeah, I I guess. I mean, we appreciate things about it, but the institutions—they've kind of blown. Yes, I I agree with that. As someone from Indiana, and I think we just need to drain the swamp. (laughs) Stop. He went. That's the last one. We need to drain the the ocean. Because there's mermaids uh, in there. Did he you went, went, to, he went to Ohio State. He did. He went there. Okay, that seems the most R.L. Stein in the world. Guys, there's mermaids in this book. Like oh, a shark. Is, you guys missed the fuck out. Like there's a sh- there's the shark on the cover, and that shark's in there for like one scene. Billy's just like the, the, the plot. I'm gonna give you the quick plot. The yeah, quick please, rundown. please do. Billy and Sheena and his his little bratty sister Sheena, who he calls Shira, which is an awesome name, and she hates it uh, for some reason. She like, call, he, she's called uh, Shira of the Jungle or Sheena of the Jungle in the television show. Weird. They probably could, yes. they probably had to do that for licensing, right? Because Shira is a He Man character, right? Right. Um, or a related one, like they're either or, or she, she's a Shira character. She, guys. Yeah, she's Shira. He man's her brother. Is that how it works? Sorry, I'm so sorry. They're brothers. Uh, yeah, yep. Okay, just saying. All right. Like they they're having a great old summer with their uncle and boy oh boy Billy is the first character in Goosebumps that has like a quest like a I want adventure I want to be the biggest undersea adventurer of all time like I've never seen another Goosebump character so far that like wanted nothing. He's not a little apathetic shit like most of them. Yeah, every one of our other characters has been like, I stumbled into this. Oh, no. Billy's like actively seeking out water adventure. And it's right. fascinating to read a character with motivations. Uh, so Billy is like, I keep seeing this thing underwater. I, th- I swear it's an underwater monster. Like at one point, a, water, a monster grabs his leg in the third book, third chapter. And like, it's not a fake out. It's a real, a real monster grabs his leg. Like things are happening. I am so excited to see Richard's chapter in the third chapter in like the third chapter. Shit's happening. Then there's another, like a two chapters later, there is a dream fake out. So I don't know why that's the thing. We've already established that monsters are real. Right. Uh, I don't, I don't know why we need to do dream fake outs in these books. Like if you have a legitimate plot going on and monsters are real, there's no need. Yeah, RL should just be going monster crazy at the beginning of every one of these. He should. It's so much. It's so much more interesting to read. But yeah, Billy and, Sh- and Sheena are out. They're just having a good fun or summer vacation. Doctor D needs money so his boat doesn't get closed down. And these kids are kind of brats. Like Doctor D mentions, oh yeah, we might not get enough grant money. We can't really fix enough for the boat here on Clamshell Reef, which is my other weird name for where I just lay pipe. Again, yeah, another <laughs> porn place, yeah. <laughs> another porn place. And uh, and yeah, someone needs to get old Dr. Deep some fucking cornflakes. Yeah, oh my God. He needs to get some cornflakes and suppress those urges. But, God, you know he's just jerking off into the sea all the time, right? I never thought about it, but that probably yeah, be a that's great what, place that's to do. That's what D31 or whatever it is. is. <laughs> What's D31? Oh, D13. you don't have that? D13. Oh, I got it close. We'll tell you, we're going to tell you all about D13. D13. <laughs> is this in a book? What is this? It's in the show, baby. Ooh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So this is a totally different plot. Um, yeah. This is this is a weird episode. All right, I love this episode. So, like, as soon as he tells him, we might run out of money, uh, 
like the kids immediately surprised, like, oh no, no more summer vacations. You you fucking asshole kids, your uncle's about to lose his livelihood. Like it's more important stuff than your summer vacations. They kind of do the same thing in this one too. They kind of get real, like he's like about to like lose his job and they're kind of just like, oh, what do we do now? Well, hey. they called a deep trouble one, which makes they probably just try to combine the plots or something, right? I, and I uh, think it might be separate, but you keep going. Well, Please. yeah, and, and this is – and Billy's already encountered an undersea monster. And then out of nowhere, two official people from the aquatic zoo say, hello, we would like you to hunt down a mermaid. What? What? Yeah, mermaids are real. People are seeing mermaids, and we think you, random Dr. D, are going to find them. And suddenly now it's just like, let's go find a mermaid. Like there's been no – set up whatsoever they just kind of show up and say we'll give you a million dollars what are you gonna do with this mermaid they ask him like we're gonna put him in the zoo like it's not even scientists it's just like uh-huh. sea world says yeah find us a fucking mermaid you know, uh, the, big, the biggest pieces of shit get things done so <laughs> well it's so it's it's strange they say well just the logic of it they go we believe there's some reports of mermaids we think it's totally real Find this mermaid. We'll give you a million dollars, and we're going to make so much more money off of the zoo stuff. And it kind of seems like if you actually captured a mermaid, you wouldn't need to give it up for the money. You could just, like, if, if any of us captured a mermaid, we'd be rich for the rest of our lives. Like, just right. based on the discovery and, and tours and maybe marrying it, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, like, yeah, I would definitely have it take me I've back to it. I've seen Splash. I've yeah, seen Splash. Yeah, exactly. I would have it take me back to its magical uh, money-filled kingdom underwater. Yeah. yeah so, so Billy goes out, and he's like, I want to find this mermaid. I think, I think it was that sea monster I saw. Goes out, and, like, an actual shark attacks him. It's a real thing. A shark bites his leg. Like, real things oh. are happening. Whoa. This is like the beach. That's this is scary. like the beach. He's crawling onto like poisonous coral that's burning him to get away. It's probably <laughs> yeah. just imagine imagine Blake Lively in that movie where she's just naked on a on coral for the whole movie, and that's like this whole thing. Except Wait, not, what are you talking about? Chad, why are you talking about pictures the, for us where women are naked, dude? It's this Blake Lively movie where she's just like, isn't Blake Lively's gonna be in a bikini for an hour and a half on coral? It's a, it's oh. a new movie. No one saw it. Um, okay. and a shark's trying to get at it. But uh like she's high on coral? Well, she's high up on coral. She maybe, maybe, maybe it's affecting her I'm brain. Just, it was a bad joke no. on coral. Let's just keep. No, let's just keep. Let's just keep the trade going. Uh, and suddenly, who saves Billy? But a real live mermaid. Like a, a mermaid shows up, and it's like. I, here's the weird part. They don't describe how old the mermaid is. They say she's like a beautiful girl. Sure, but but it's hard to tell if it's like a, a splash type woman. You're or like you're, you are the 13 year old boy Billy, so it's 13 year old girl. It's a 13 year old girl, sure. theoretically. There's like a couple or lines. Like she older. was. It's weird. There's like a couple lines. Where like she's so pretty, but then he doesn't ever want to follow it up with like, I wonder what's down there. Like he's never never asking questions. Oh, he was thinking about it. He's thinking about it for sure. Uh, they immediately capture the mermaid. Like halfway through the book, the mermaid is caught. And wow. they now have a mermaid. The shark is gone. We never see the shark again. That that cover was that one time. Uh, and I, he was I mean, if in you on, put like a spooky mermaid on the cover, I would have been way interested. Yeah, that's that's what that, I was so torn about. Yeah, no, nah, they were cashing in on that. Was Hammerhead time, dude? Nineteen ninety four. Street sharks, street sharks yeah. were big. Hell yeah, that was that the was shark, shark bites. Time. The fruit snack was big. Yeah, yeah and the hammerhead shark is just hammerheads are cool. Yeah, hammerheads. I, were cool. I agree with that. I, well, here's here's what I'd say because the mermaids are barely described. Spoilers: There's multiple mermaids. Uh, like. <laughs> But they just, just they barely just gets into it, and like they could have made them uh, like Harry Potter did their mermaids, but they're kind of like 
fish people and they're a little bit beautiful but kind of scary. Like there's a lot of horror you could have done with this. Yeah. And instead it's just like, we got a mermaid on the boat. We got her in a tank. What do we feed the mermaid? It's like the most boring plots of having a mermaid. Like, oh, like they just did like chores, the mermaid story. They, they immediately, yeah, it's chores. They immediately, it's like my pet mermaid. They have the mermaid in a tank on the boat in salt water. And the mermaid's like crying and sad. And they think they killed it. And they're like, what should we feed it? They try to feed the mermaid peanut butter. They're fucking idiots. <laughs> Like it's it's so fascinating because things are happening every chapter new stuff happens okay but but they're overcome with like will they tell the uh, scientists or the people from SeaWorld about the mermaids I don't know and they don't even take a photo of it there's no like documenting of like the subject they're just like I'm gonna let the mermaid go like just at least talk to it take and that was fo- it. Take some photos and well, that's the that's what's going to happen. Billy's like, I feel really bad. This mermaid it clicks, it talks to me via, via clicks, and it doesn't like my peanut butter sandwiches that I toss in the water like an idiot. Oh, it can't it can't speak human to him at all. No, it just clicks. So like, there's a Chad, lot. Were you mad that he wasted food? Because I yes. would have made something that made me. Mad. I, I was mad because you see this little kid like he puts a, he puts like maybe it'll like chocolate chip cookies, and he puts chocolate chip cookies in the water, and he watches as it dissolves, and the mermaid like pushes it away, and he's like, oh, even I wouldn't eat that cookie now. I'm like, you're oh, an idiot. You're a dumb. What a- idiot what a piece of shit (laughs) and the mermaid's like crying he's like you know what i feel bad uh i'm gonna set the mermaid free without even like i don't know just like take a photo take one photo like record yourself talking to it there's handy cameras yeah snap it on your iphone dude snap it on your iphone in the 90s whatever do it and suddenly out of nowhere not set up whatsoever uh mermaid robbers attack what like, it's like, I'm going to go and let the mermaid go, even though I, Dr. D doesn't want us to, because he really needs the money, and there's are a little like, conflict. Are they, like, just, Somali pirates, or are they just, No, like people it's just that are, men in ski masks out of a bad Free Willy movie show up, and you're like, where did they come from? And spoilers, uh, what a surprise, the, the other dude on the ship who was, like, the handsome, blonde, strong man, he betrayed them, and he's taking money to... Give the, tell them where the mermaid is. There's not really a plot of like. What I a, got another zoo that's offering me two million dollars. <laughs> I don't think they say what they're gonna do with the mermaid. Like if they said like we're gonna eat it, like I've been like fine, cool. They're they're weird, extravagant rich men who like eating rare rare fishes. Or I got a tuna fish company, and she's gonna pose for all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the beginning of Starbucks. We need the real mermaid. Uh, it's it's that kind of stuff. And now and it's like th- f- multiple chapters of. The robbers uh, trying to kill them, uh, the fighting them, the mermaid like being taken from boat to boat. Uh, at one point, they're dunked in a tank and dropped into the middle of the ocean. Like a lot of stuff happens uh, and, and, until just like the mermaids come and tip over the boat and all the bad men fall in the water. But there's nothing oh, so like, like an army of mermaids saves them. Yeah, with like no real setup, just other than like they were looks like they're all going to die and they're d- dropping into the water in a tank, which is really dark. Like. They kill these kids and this person and and Dr. D and suddenly the mermaids come out of nowhere and like raise them up on the surface and overturn the boat. But there's not even like a horrific death. Like you wanted just something scary of now that the mermaids are mad. They just fucking jab people with with spears or they pull them in the water and drown them like, nah, it's really just like inconveniences. They get them out of there. Yeah, right. they, they, they didn't skewer anybody on a trident. Uh, let, me, let me just read you some of the lines I wanted to save because th- at some point, RL, because RL, we know RL writes all these books, 
And he always do, writes he always writes himself into the story too. He always writes himself into it. So I think he was like all of the cool men in a fight. All of the lines are like him doing an action movie suddenly and the dialogue is great. Ooh, at cool. one point at one point Alexander's the man who betrayed them. Alexander ran towards the robbers. Alexander was big and strong. Maybe strong enough to stop these men. Good line. Uh, Good line. Mm-hmm. And after they think they're dead, the, the robbers go, how did you get here? Demanded the man with this torch. Why aren't you dead? Another good line. Why aren't mm-hmm. you dead? And then another, and a couple lines later goes, finders keepers, the kidnapper muttered. You've made a long trip for nothing. And now look, your boat is on fire. And then he throws fire on the boat. Just like, they're just like little kids. Yeah. Who, they, they haven't like, a, they haven't evolved their like shit talking beyond being 12 pretty much. But they just are trying to steal this mermaid, which is understandable, but uh, yeah, it's so that's, so that's the entirety of the story. They, they get kidnapped after they, getting the mermaid and then they escape. They stop them. They stop the kidnappers and then, uh, they let the mermaid free. And there's but like, here's the thing. There's not really, there's so much dr- like storytelling you could do between the kid and the mermaid bonding and like right. him wanting to be this deep sea explorer. She never really like, she doesn't like give him anything or, or show him that he's like grown as a person. They just leave. And then right. next day, uh, sea lab, sea lab shows up. It's like, Hey, we're here for that mermaid that we heard you got. And he's like, ah, I rip up your check. I never saw a mermaid. They're not here. I'm taking the secret to my grave. And that's it. They're like, cool. We'll get out of here, I guess. I guess that was all nuts. <laughs> cool. I guess that was a failure. What, uh, and, whatever. And then he just... Cool, next, cool. And then, I guess that was a failure. Hey, that guy totally fucked the mermaid and it was weird. <laughs> 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 and then Billy just goes out for... Which is weird because I guess there's a sequel that you guys watched. But Billy well, goes out for a swim again. Well, I'll just say yeah. this. Billy goes out for a swim again. And then you thought it would come into play at some point. It does at the very end. Like, oh, the sea monster I saw again was real. It had a bunch of teeth and tentacles, and it grabbed me. I wonder if people will believe me now. Therefore, theoretically, Billy's dead. The end of the book. He's not dead, and he doesn't remember that situation in any way, because it's gone. Because <laughs> this episode starts with fishing. Fishing. <laughs> okay. So explain to me the plot of Deep Trouble 2, I guess. Well, Dr. Deep hasn't learned his lesson. I'll say that much. So let's, um, go ahead. Well, he's, uh, you know, he's doing his research on his island and uh, he's got his uh, uh, his niece and nephew visiting him. And, uh, you know, uh, nothing really happens in the first half of this episode. No, it's pretty it's pretty mild to start. Well, actually, Dom, not really. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's a lot of setup. I mean, it is a lot of setup, but one of the big parts that happens is is very early on in the episode. They like they're in they're they're walking around uh, the lab and they notice some like green slimy stuff and they're like, "What is this?" And Billy has and, this trait in the show where he'll touch anything and then smell it. <laughs> he what do you has mean? No, like he just senses? There's, there's no apprehension for this kid to just stick his finger in something and then just jam it up to his nose and just give it a good sniff. He does it to like uh, five uh, different th- things. Dom, do you agree? The, the, yeah, I agree, and I would I would also like to point out that uh, in this episode, uh, it, it, it's written. It it feels like just the page, like it, 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 it like <laughs> things happen and characters ignore them just to go and say their line and move the story forward. Yeah, like like, like he's people the, don't react to stuff in this episode. Yeah, it just keeps it keeps going forward, which is good. But he like he sticks his hand in this goop that they find on the ground, and it what? looks like the it looks like the worst cat vomit you've ever seen in your entire life. 
He just puts his hand in it. He just touches it and sticks <laughs> it up to so his nose. He's one of those like super detectives that just like, I just kind of, I got to feel around. I got to put my, my tongue on stuff. I was convinced he was going to lick it. Oh, he doesn't lick it. He, okay. I'm he doesn't lick it. I was convinced that he was going to though. Uh, but uh, one that. thing leads to another inside the lab. And it's a great moment. This, the, this episode is great because it has a lot of big moments, big reveals, but it's also very funny because it's also very ridiculous. Like they turn and suddenly a fish that was CG floating around with CG bubbles uh, that they were watching <laughs> it was, floating around. It was, terri- oh, it was, it was some no. really bad CG because it's like a very yeah, obvious. Well, I like, guess it's maybe, a, it's maybe a, it was like a puppet that they like moved around in post graphics. Yeah, everything the, is everything superimposed on it. On yeah, the but uh, but yeah, they, so they turn and there's this giant fish puppet that had like it was like kind of like it was kind of resembling like an angler and a puffer fish. The cover and fish. had like yeah, and, and yeah, and they had like these big spikes sticking out of it, and then it started breathing and like growling, and like the spikes started shooting out of it and flying across the room. Like what? Violent, this is like an violent, acid trip you're describing. Dude, violent death spikes start coming out of this thing <laughs> to the to the point where, where they have to run into a room and shut the door, and then spikes are flying through the door, and they're like, oh, oh, oh. like their faces, they're <laughs> still. Standing with their faces next to the store. Billy's uh, brilliant plan is to to act like we're dead, (laughs) and the thing will leave (laughs) us alone. (laughs) Hold on, that's is that a legitimate good strategy? No one ever does. They just pretend you're dead. He's like, if it thinks we're dead, it might leave us alone. Uh, uh, The other funny logic about that is that the fish is a fish (laughs) sitting on a lab table. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> and it's great. So, like, they're, they're hiding, and then uh, Dr. D comes in with his assistant. I forget the assistant's name. But uh, they come in, and they're trying to bust open the door, and they think it's the fish trying to break the door open, which I'm sure in, the, in <laughs> Deep Trouble 2 was the Billy sorry. believes, yeah. <laughs> like, this is underwater? I'm so confused. Like, no, this like, fish is just so powerful that he thinks it can just make its way across the room and push the door open. Okay, the so fish like was a, in a tank. It's like the a fish walking was in a tank. fish? Like, I'm just No, so and, and, and the fish just got big, and it's just chilling <laughs> on a lab table. The fish is like the size of like a, like a maybe a, a very large dog. A couple of basketballs. I'm looking this up right now because <laughs> this is insane. I don't, I, this is such a different story. So they bust open the door and it turns out to be Dr. D and, and his assistant. And then fucking uh, that fish. Do you see that fish? No, it's fucking that fish. I'm just saying they're, no, they're open the door and they're fucking that fish. They're, and well, the, the assistant is wrapping it up in a blanket. Like it's just like a dog that's like wet. Like they just got out of the shower <laughs> or something like that. He's just wrapping <laughs> a it dog up. that just got out, of the, shower. Just got out of the shower. It's one of the most beautiful poetic sentences I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I really wish I had a dog that would take a shower every morning. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't get my dog to go near the shower at all. I, I would love if he just, like, you know, got in there and you saw him shaking himself off. No, because then you'd have to wrap him foot. up in a towel every time, and it'd be a big a pain in the A dog in a towel is the cutest thing in the world, it Paul. It is cute. You're right. You just, like, your words moved me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's, he's wrapping it up like a dog that just got out of the shower. <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. <laughs> like that's like the, that's one of the lines from uh, what's that movie with Robin Williams? Uh, Dead Poet Society. Like, uh-huh. like when it, when they're like sweaty tooth madmen. That's like one of those lines when they have to memorize <laughs> a beautiful poetic phrase. 
Yeah, it's, it's actually, I just want to see actually, that scene. I just want someone to come into my house in the shower beyond and be like, "Who's in the shower?" My dog. My dog. <laughs> I believe that's. A, I believe the uh, dog getting like a dog getting out of a shower is a T.S. Eliot line from one of his epic poems. A dog getting oh, out yeah. of the shower is like it's so beautiful. I want to get it tattooed on my body. <laughs> Well, c- carrying on <laughs> in in Latin. Wait, okay, hold on. Let me. It's like do, uh, Canis uh, Exitus uh, Showerus. 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 Yeah, that's Shor- probably the Shorus. Latin. Showerus. Yeah, yeah. Please continue. Uh, so, bef- prior to the to the fish uh, de- growing deadly spikes and shooting them at them across the room, they do hear uh, Doctor D and his, his assistant talking about. D13, this chemical they're working on, which you figure out is the chemical that the kids were fighting over and accidentally spilled in an aquarium with a blower so, fish. So they mutated it. the fish. So they mutated the fish with their idiocy. Uh, and then uh, you, you hear that, and then when they they recapture the fish in the in the towel after he gets out of its shower, um, <laughs> and uh, they put it away somewhere. They, you know, I think you hear a, va- a faint gunshot in the distance during one of the scenes. <laughs> Wait, what? But, uh, like the fish shot someone? You know, the fish, they put the fish out of its misery. I, I think I heard that. I don't, Dom, I don't know Why if you heard the gunshot. Why would you shoot a fish? I didn't, I didn't have my headphones on as I normally do when it I'm watching It was really TV. quiet. Like, wh- just don't shoot a fish. Just don't let it go back into water. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> I, all right, so, I'm looking at a picture of the fish right now. It is insane it is you like would shoot, you would shoot that fish it's it's marlon brando like turned into leather like it's, it's like something from the island of dr moreau definitely yes yes you could see the fish going like that you bring that up paul because that's all i could think about in part two in part two of so deep trouble let's, let's, well, let's ca- at the end of deep trouble part one i think a cake is stolen at some point yeah there's like a okay so they what? keep building up they keep building up the uh maid of the house as being kind of like a real bee she's being a real bee to these kids and uh and and the kids don't like her and nobody and you're like there's something up with this lady i don't like Cause these her. are rich kids these are rich kids who don't appreciate that they have a maid Right, exactly. Who makes them chocolate cake? She gets real upset about them. She thinks she thinks they steal the chocolate cake, which I don't even know who stole it, Dom. Do you? Because I don't think they ever. I, I guess it's revealed in the second episode as we learn about these people. Sort of, um, yeah. But, but maybe, maybe that's who took it. But she gets, uh, remember, she gets that, real upset about it, and she's like, "You know, Doctor Deep loves his dessert," and then she just walks <laughs> off. <laughs> That's the yeah, line in this yeah. episode. But by the way, I'm scanning across this episode. I don't see like a single moment where they go in the fucking water. Like it's just like there's a like beach no water. vacation. There's like no there's water. Like, there's a lake sometimes in the background. The water is only in the very beginning and the be- of both parts of the episodes, and then they're done with water. That's insane. This is crazy. Yeah, there's no it, water. This fish is just firing needles at people. What is happening? It's actually so a pretty what, good. So, it's actually a pretty good scene. Uh, like the it's pretty, it's it's a pretty fun episode of this low budget show. Yeah, but enough to make it two episodes of like so. Well, so, yeah, so what, what happens at so the end of Doctor D? D trouble part one. Yeah, so Doctor D is experimenting on these fishes. Like, what is D thirteen supposed to do? So in the second episode, it's revealed that D thirteen was supposed to. It's a super uh, plankton. Yeah, it was super plankton oh for fish God. to eat and then to make, like, the world bountiful for food. Like, they're, they're, the sea <laughs> okay. would be revived, you know, and there would be so much fish to eat. Sure. However, they didn't plan on super plankton making fish super monsters. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> so he had not tested it on anything. 
Well, they were testing it, and they also... Well, we'll get I wonder into that. If, you know what, Paul? Paul, continue the narrative. Please, I feel like please. you're doing a good job. I feel like I'm going to reveal something. Uh, so, so go so on. Basically, after the everything happens, uh, a man washes up on shore at the end of the second episode, and uh, yes. he's saying or the first some, episode. End of the first episode. I'm sorry. And he's saying some name, and they're like, "We got to figure out where this lady is." So uh, everybody goes for some reason because the <laughs> assistant convinces them. The doctor deep is like, "Stay here. This is dangerous." And then for some reason, the assistant says. This guy probably just uh, has heat stroke. Let's go look for this deadly thing that's out here. And and Dr. Deep's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. And they jump on an inflatable raft and sail off. Uh, and then the beginning of the second episode has them getting off the raft. And then the assistant just abandons them to starve to death on this abandoned island. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so where where is this taking place? Like, It doesn't really say. It's just some sort of island chain somewhere. Okay. Just a couple of just a couple of islands in Canada. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> there's a there's a hella Canadian line in there. She's like in the house. She says that at the very beginning of in it. In the house. It goes. It's super Canadian. And I was like, ooh, choice Canadian accent right there. <laughs> cool. Uh, anyway, so he leaves them to die, and they're like, well, that sucks. And then he explains what D13 is, and then they split up because you know you have to. And this is where it gets good. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, a monster man starts chasing after Billy, and Billy gets captured by it. And then, wait, wait hold on, in, in, hold in on. the you tall said, grass of the island, you said, tall, mon- you said a monster man. It's just the monster. Yeah, so it's, it's a monstrous hand to start. Yeah. Okay. So there's about uh, I, I, three or four times a hand is placed over someone's mouth in this episode. Yes. Just in part two, a clawed hand. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, he, 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 he's getting chased around. He's spooked. He's scared. He and finds then more slime cl- on some grass and he touches it and smells it again. Yeah. And they, <laughs> and they, and, they, and, and, uh, and, uh, they fly, the, the other two find some slime on some old oars, like uh-huh. some real ancient looking oars. But neither of them touch it and smell it. They don't do that. Mm, no, why would you? That's Billy's thing. It's Billy's. That's Detective Billy. <laughs> And so he gets he gets captured and then the real fun starts happening. And this is just completely random because it it make it happens for a small portion of the episode. But it has nothing to do with the overall plot other than it's giant things. A giant lizard is sitting on a mountaintop staring down at them. And it is. An A plus effect. Would you agree? I, I am Dom? looking at this right now. It looked, <sighs> it looked great on an SD TV in the nineties. <laughs> I look at this right now on crisp HD Netflix. Oh boy, oh boy, that is just a someone brought in their pet lizard for a day of shooting. It's some stuff. Uh, the, uh, the crab looks pretty good. Also, the yeah, so they, they turned they turned the corner. It's just like a crab just there. Like it's just there, a giant crab on the beach, and it chases them. And then they have a little bit of a uh, a, a Jurassic Park moment in a in a cabin where they hide in a cabin and he talks about the, it's sensing movement and then the whole place shakes. And then there's a great mo- moment of the lizard looking through the window in at them, trying to find them. It's beautiful. I want it framed on my wall, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all right. So like his experiment has gone out of control and it's making everything huge. Yeah. Sort of. It's like well, monster I guess, blood. I guess just, just lizards and, and crabs. crabs. Well, no, this is my question is, what happens if I eat plankton? Do they cover this? Well. So. <laughs> go ahead, Dom. So they're chilling out in this hut, and then I guess like a sinkhole happens. And, and mon- another clawed uh, hand comes out and pulls him in. Oh, wait, a hand pulls him in? Yeah, the, the same clawed hand that keeps pulling people into things. What is this crazy oh. hand that's everywhere? 
I thought he sunk in. Anyway, uh, uh, they, so uh, uh, Sheena follows after him, and suddenly we are in Land of the Lost Caverns. It's dope. It's dope, <laughs> and it goes into a cool set piece. I'll say oh, that. Yeah, it's okay. kind of we- sweet. <sighs> And then there's some pretty good makeup effects. Some really good, like Star Trek level what, makeup what, effects. No, hold on, what do you describe? Are you saying that there are like monster people? So they get well. There's well. There's rag people first. <laughs> first they are rag people with rags all over their face, and then <laughs> rags, you can't see their face. And like raggy Morlocks. voices. Yeah. Yes. The X Men Morlocks. Okay. Cool. It's just so funny because. When the first one reveals himself to Billy, who is the guy who I I guess that's the guy who like captured him, right? I, I but, guess I mean that's the main character of the book. So well, it's, yeah. So so he he's talking to him through these like tattered old witch rags, and and he's just got a chill voice, like he's just like, oh yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, this is what I really look like, and he pulls his rags back and reveals like octopus face whoa i'm looking at it right now whoa whoa, whoa. okay so this it's is good. island of dr moreau yeah I'm, I'm looking at this right now this is a a young boy casually uh-huh. talking about being a squid boy like he's not even doing like i'm a monster like it looks like he's just kind of like yeah you know i'm a monster it's all right like it's okay i got octopus things all over my head He's uh, just like, he's not ashamed of the way he looks. Like he doesn't care that he looks like a monster, but yet he's hiding it with old witch rags. He's so, he's a confident would, boy from the '90s, and he stayed confident despite his def- deformation. Well, he's got a great uh, line at the end that I want to talk about. So there's but a whole society the of story. fish people. Yes. So the assistant who left them to starve to death also tested the D13 on humans, and he gave them like a hundred bucks to drink it. And the kid said, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just saw I just saw the reveal of the other monsters. Oh, oh dude, that's boy. a great moment. That's a great moment. <laughs> so okay. If you are listening, you haven't watched this episode, go watch this episode. It's on okay, Netflix. So like, let me let me let me explain what I'm just seeing as with very little context is Mr. Deep, who looks like a fucking bro, is just being confronted by fishmen. And they pull back their mask with like they just have the masks at a Halloween store and some of them are fish. They're good though. They're some of them good. are good. Some of them are good. Some of them are not fish based at all. No, and right some now, of them are just. And right now they're going. They're pre- I would say they're all pretty good, dude. But right now the one, they're one but no, they're, they're not fish <laughs> okay. based. There's like this one episode, guy who's just Chad. a red vagina face. That's not a fish. It's a terrifying. Yeah, there might be something else in the ocean. He's you a don't crab know man. Plankton. He's a crab man. Chad, That's he has not a crab, a crab hand. face. He I, has but, a crab hand. But right now they're like, we're going to feed you to the giant tarantula. There's like a tarantula just coming off screen. Yeah, that, so they bring back, so I guess there's a hierarchy of D13 beings, so the humans are still in control, as they should be. You mean the mutant and humans? like The mutant the, humans. The fishoids. Yeah, the muties are, are in control, and they control the giant beings, and they feed people to them, apparently. This is a whole society. Yeah. They have a home. All right, all right hold on. Sorry, I need, I need to check this for myself one more time. So, D13, Plankton, yeah. is... Plankton is taken from by his research assistant who's already contaminated. And he goes, hey, yo, everyone eat some of this dope plankton. And they all turn into fish people. No. So he he gives it to the regular people that his assistant isn't turned into anything. He's a regular guy. Oh, OK. And he feeds it to the kids, to the younger people, and they turn into fish creatures. Interesting. Interesting. And it's so this is street sharks. Yeah, yes. actually. This is basically street sharks. This They're, is the origin story for Street Sharks that was never told because the show was canceled. 
So the <laughs> assistant, why is the assistant doing this? Because he's gonna he's gonna sell it to a giant corporation that wants oh, to make a bunch of money off it. Oh, he's gonna sell. All right. Well, let's let's ask you this question. What would that be like? Either you're gonna sell these fish men into some sort of fish slavery, or you open up an amusement park that's like terrible fish West World, or we'll what? get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, so what happens is the Sheena uh, is just like. Why would we be here? Why would we come here if we knew we were poisoning you? And they're like, huh, she's right. And then it just ends. Then that's the, the that's the solution to the problem. Wait, then, well, they are fish. They are fish. So they're not that intelligent. So no, they're, they're easily persuaded. <laughs> no, they're not. But that's how they talk their way out of it. And then they're like, she's right. Let's go back to the island and get that guy. And then he finds yeah, some they slug. say, let's get that assistance. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. So the and they go they're ba- angry about, they've just ignored they just ignored him, and now they you see him like packing up the car, and then he sees the slime on the ground, and he goes, "No, no, no!" <laughs> and starts to run, <laughs> and then he gets caught, <laughs> and but, that's it. But like, I'm just having there's well, so many flaws in this plan. That's okay. not it. Okay. That's, that's not, not so, it. yeah. So actually, that's not it, Dom. Go, give the epilogue. So he's like, they're like, whatever happened to. Your assistant. Oh, well, that's the great part. Uh, my, my, my line, my favorite line from please this do. show. Yeah, please. Is uh, the, the uh, octopus man who was nice, nice rags guy. Um, <laughs> he has now taken an antidote, and now he's a strapping young male actor. Whoa! And he's, and he's talking to them, and he's like, yeah, it's all okay. And he's like, he's like oh, I don't know. I think... Uh, I I think I did lose my appetite for seafood, though. (laughs) And, like, he totally gives, like, a just a motion, like, ah, that was a joke. Okay, see you guys. (laughs) He kind of does, like, a little laugh. He kind of does, like, a little... He's real confident. He has, like, a little laugh about it. And he's like, that was my bad joke. See you guys. See you guys. And uh, so he goes away, and they're like, whatever happened to the assistant? And uh, Dr. Deep goes, I don't know. Sometimes he'll show up somewhere. Cut to a carnival on this random island. <laughs> and there's a and, marker. And, and the there's carnival, carnival marker is the maid who was being a real bee to the kids earlier. What? Yeah, she's just she's just throwing a carnival with painted tents. He's like, come and see the fish boy. Come and see him. What? And, and uh, yeah, and then we go into the tent and we see people looking at what the fish boy is. And they go. That's so fake. That's so fake. And they leave, and then we tu- the camera turns to the fish boy, and it's actually a pretty good effect. That the, the assistant yeah. has now like a gill face. Oh my and god! He's I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. So they enslaved this man. Well, uh, okay, hold, okay, hold on. That's that's a great twist. But all right, so theoretically, the fishmen uh-huh. took him, fed him plankton. Yep. Or came in his mouth. We don't know. It came in his mouth. Yeah, they probably gang banged <laughs> his mouth. Gang banged his mouth. And because that's how fish lay eggs, right? And, and they, yes. they turned him into a fish man and then they contacted the maid and said, Hey, we just gang banged this guy's mouth. Do you want him for five bucks? And she's like, Chad, Chad, you really painted a picture. <laughs> You really, really, you really, really took that to the next level. You really came out of a shower as a dog right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I learned from the best. But like, so theoretically, the maid then goes, "Yeah, sure, I'll buy this fish man," and then started a carnival. Yeah, they uh, enslaved well, the man. She may not have had to buy him. No, they're oh, he's, sure he's their prisoner for sure. But they're not there in this scene. They're not like you don't see them all like 
eating money going like, ha, 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 ha. I think it's heavily implied that Dr. Deep has enslaved this man. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, did Dr. Deep knows? Yeah, he's like, I, I don't, I don't, I think Dr. Deep is innocent. I don't believe that for us. I second. think they put it all on this gypsy woman that they were allowed to just like throw. Yeah, these. there was, there was some B plot with her because they, when they leave the heat stroke, quote unquote guy that they find on the beach, she's like, she picks up the phone and it's just not working for some reason because for some reason the phone lines are out during this whole situation, even though nothing is happening that would affect them. And she's like, the phone lines are down talking to no one. Guess I'll have to take the truck. And then it's just over. <laughs> what? Then it's just we don't done. See, I don't think we see her again until the end of the no, episode. It's just the Does the chocolate cake come in as a plot anywhere? He finds Here's a piece of it. Here's the thing about the chocolate cake. Here's the thing about the chocolate cake and exactly what I was talking about with the script of this episode. Okay. She, she sees a plate on the table and she's mad. And we're like, why the fuck is she mad at this plate? She picks it up, goes outside and addresses both the kids and goes, where's... Where's my cho- very funny? Where's my chocolate cake? And they were like, we don't know where it is. And she's like, you guys ate it, and you can break the news to, to the doctor <laughs> that there's no dessert. Gets, and then she goes back inside, and, and they just and they just ta- start talking to each other. They were like, why does she think we ate the cake? Like they don't <laughs> they don't even go on to be like, no, there's no, we didn't eat the cake. We don't know what you're talking about. They just accept it and continue their little kid lives. And then she comes back outside and goes, and. It's not my job to pick up after you guys. Holding the plate that doesn't have a speck of chocolate <laughs> on it. Like she, like, she, like she licked it clean. Like she just ate all of it afterwards. A PA, a PA grabbed that out of the cupboard <laughs> because this, this must have been a real house. And they were just like, all right, fuck it, this plate. Big enough for a cake, Fine, go. good, sure. Uh, should we put some cake on here? No, you goddamn no. idiot. To the Canadian director. The, whoever ate that cake, it's never revealed. Maybe never, there's just a there's a piece of it like leading to the to the shore and he follows that like a like a trail of jelly beans. Wait, so a fish ate the, it? No, no, because then he goes down to the beach and it's the man who has the heat stroke who's just passed out on the beach and that's it. Yeah, so like, and there's no chocolate on him. There's no chocolate on him. It looks like he just washed up. What? Wait, is this all like all a metaphor for that old song MacArthur Park where the lyric is like someone left the cake out in the rain, but it's someone left the cake out on the beach for fishmen to jerk off onto? Sure. You guys know mm. that song, right? That old classic song? Yeah, it's a, I think it's a sea man song. Weird Al parodied it as Jurassic Park, which is kind of similar to this plot as well. Yes, right. oddly enough. All these things are connected. All right, so this is the weird part is reading Deep Trouble 1 – I was anticipating a weird twist where you're going to find out that Dr. D was a fish man only because there was a bunch of weird lines where it's just like Dr. D was always so mad when he wasn't near water. Sometimes he gets so angry that he would just go sit in the bathtub all day. I'm like, okay, so he's some sort of fish guy, but that makes sense. But that's not a thing at all in the plot. It's just, he's a dumb scientist who doesn't even know of like, he doesn't seem to know that much about aquatic life. So he's he's way too trusting. Yeah, to create a super plankton in Deep Trouble 2, that's an insane divergent plot. I'm very confused by this. It's it's a confusing story. It really is. Like that's so, I mean, it was it's a fun episode. So you've read a fun book. We we watched a fun episode. <laughs> we both was a win-win. I'd say we had a good time. I got look, RL, I, I, if you're listening to this one, giving us a second shot. Good job. <laughs> Great job. It was good. Hey, man. 
Hey man, I love I love you, RL. God, Dad, just call me, Dad. Um, <sighs> All right, here's a few questions I want to ask, uh, and this is something I've been thinking about. Uh, I don't know if this is a thing in Deep Trouble too. Do the siblings hate each other in Deep Trouble too? No. Well, this is just something I've been kind of bothering me in Deep Trouble One. These two kids just cannot get along. Like everything is. You know, like, uh, like Billy at one point steps on poison plankton coral. Poison, he steps on poison coral, and and she's like, "Ha ha, you dumb idiot!" I'm like, is, "Is this how siblings are?" As an only child, is this at all accurate? Do do you have yes? When you were a little kid, did you actually wish like bodily harm on your sibling? Oh yeah, you want to fuck each other up. I, okay, all right. I just, it just feels like it's such a cartoony level of, like, Tom and Jerry of, oh, I fell down the stairs, dumb idiot. I'm like, nah. Actually, actually, at, at, Tom has, has a lot of siblings, too. Uh, I had three siblings, and uh, most for the you most part... You were the eldest. I was the eldest, and maybe this is part of being the eldest. For the most part, you just want them to leave you the fuck alone so you can play video games. Okay, that I understand with. But, like, wishing but their when harm... You, when you live with five other brothers, and you are all in the same room... It's go time. It's go time all the time. <laughs> Somebody fucked up. Good, good, good that they fucked up. Fuck them. Okay. Well, well this is this is my question. I understand that. If you want to get deep into the to the logic of it, wouldn't you want no harm to come to any of your siblings because they're carrying along part of your genetic code into like the next oh, generation? That's, defi- that's definitely there. Deep down inside, that's there. okay. If my sibling stepped on poison coral, I'd be real upset. Okay, because like it seems like the characters in these books, the brothers and sisters, hate each other with such a passion that they root for their deaths, and that feels like a bit <laughs> of an dark. Shit, I don't know. That's real dark. It just seems like a bit of a thing. Uh, like like Shiro was like actively rooting, almost in some ways, for him to get bitten by a shark. It felt like um, what a, what a set of stories. What a set of stories. Well, maybe they grew in the first one, and in Deep Trouble 2, they're nicer to each other because they've been through some shit. Yeah, also, Dr. D really, like, escalated his science knowledge. Like, I guess he he didn't even get money. If It would be funny enough if he had said he got the grant from the mermaid or, like, if they had captured the mermaid and, like, gotten some mermaid technology, I would totally buy the entire plot of Deep Trouble 2. Like, I've been experimenting with this magic... I'm sorry, I just make up stories. Like, I've been experimenting with this weird conch, conch shell they gave me. And uh-huh. wouldn't you know it? I found special super plankton in it. I've been feeding it to everything. I'm crazy. Right. That would make more sense. But now he's just got like a full on, like a really sweet little uh, like lab set up. And it's got a cool green light in it. That makes no sense. It's just emits from one of the. There's a closet. lot of green liquids in there. Well, yeah. When you bring I mean, girls in good. there to hook up with because you're Dr. D, you gotta, you, you gotta do that. You gotta have the, the green lava lamp. You gotta have the green yeah. lava lamp. You gotta have just like goo just lying around. Yeah, you gotta have one of those things where you put your it's a, like a sphere, electric sphere, and you put your hand on it, and then the electricity goes to your hand. Right. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I always wanted one of those. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. You guys capture a mermaid. What do you guys do with it? If we if I get a mermaid, you get a mermaid. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the best. It's all it's like all kind of morals too. Let's say. Um, you alone capture a mermaid. It'll live. It's in a tank. Uh, what do you do with the mermaid? The first thing I do is I throw up because if I had a look <laughs> at a body that was like part gills, part flesh, I would be like, like, Oh my God. Even if it's a beautiful Daryl Hannah. Mermaid? I think that makes, yeah, I think that makes it worse. I'd probably want to vomit more because I'd be kind of attracted to it. 
Yeah, you would be really confused. Your body would be like just having two reactions at the same time and yeah. you just get sick. Going in both directions. Man, you guys are really like anti getting this mermaid. I don't want to meet a mermaid. Yeah, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> you know it's going to hiss. It's only going to hiss. Hiss and click at like, you. like, oh my gosh, a mermaid. <laughs> well, it's just like doesn't speak. It's like a real angry cat. My, my thought yes. is it's like intelligent as a dolphin, right? Like there's no way. I mean, they, they never do barbaric mermaids like, like piranha. But for you to have theoretically a brain a human brain, you probably have some sort of society, right? I just don't want to, I just don't want to exploit it for money. And I think that's what I'll end up doing. I don't want, I don't want to see what it makes me do as a person. Do do you guys not try to romance the mermaid at all? No. 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 Chad, no. Stop, Chad. What? No, you guys can hold hands and stuff. You're going to romance the mermaid. I don't want to touch a mermaid with my bare fingers. It's a normal person. From like at least half the body. That is part of fish. I don't yeah, even want to touch a fish with that my lives hand. Under the sea. You that can, smells you can, like the dirty can, sea. No, you can hold her. You can hold her like human hand, and it'll be real sweet. She's gonna smell like a wet basement all the time, dude. <laughs> she swims around in fish, pish, and shit all day long. Well, you clean yeah, her she, tank, and you see her drop those little like string poops out, and you're like, oh, yeah, honey. you're gonna have to clean her string poops up with a with a net. You realize that. Well, what if and I, they're going to be big? What if I they're going to be like real big? Poops. Okay, hold on. You guys are killing this fantasy. All right, hold on. Okay, no, uh, we are delivering the reality. Okay, to this fantasy. Let me ask you another question. <laughs> Do you guys like caviar? Yes, no. Paul. You like caviar? Yeah. Would of course. you eat mermaid caviar? Do I know the mermaid well? You, you. I mean, it's your choice. So you capture this mermaid. You have the choice of either befriending it, getting to know it very well, probably developing a conversation with it, and then eating its caviar, or never talking to it, never making eye contact. You only come in to harvest caviar. That's probably what I'd have to do if I'm going to eat the caviar. Yeah. 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 I think I'm going to have to do that. Yep. Okay. Okay. See what you're making me do? You're making me become a dark person that's exploiting something for its for its resources. Thank you, Chad. What if the mermaid's like, Paul, I Paul, love you, are man. <laughs> what, if, what if the mermaid's this is like, it, it is inside you, man. What if the mermaid's like, I love it when you eat my eggs. Please do it more. And you're like, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me, mermaid. It's like, oh, I can talk. I want to hear more about. It. Oh, please eat the eat, please eat my eggs in front of it me. It learned it learned how to talk by like <laughs> observing me. By observing you, it only knows the words yum yum yum. I love caviar because that's all you say <laughs> when you eat it. It's like a parrot that picked up certain phrases. Paul is happy. Caviar, yum 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 yum. <laughs> no, I don't have a mermaid. Is the other thing it yells. The first thing I do when I have when I when I catch a mermaid that I say, I say, are you magical? Do you have wishes? That's what I want to know. Oh, and if the answer okay. is no, then you throw it back, throwing it back, throwing it back. You guys aren't even going to at least like follow it back to its mermaid society. No. no so if they you get pro- its friends and kill me. Yeah. They have tridents, dude. No, we talked get, about that you earlier. Get, you get goddamn uh, uh, aliens, man. What's his name? Uh, Avatar. Uh, James Cameron you get James Cameron and a sub and you guys go down there and you take take them fucking on look I would send James Cameron on that trip because I know the mermaids would kill him uh, I would stay on shore you want to stop no, you know what? Now, you're, now you're both now you're both starting to sound like Trump because you're gen- you're talking about genocide right now no I want to befriend them no, you guys no, are anti-mermaid only, only the genocide of the curious James Cameron <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and you're like, hey, James Cameron, here's what you do. You have James Cameron, he's like getting in the sub, he's about to go down. Like, hey, James, just real quick. He's like, yeah, you sure I should go down? He's like, yeah, real quick. What's the plot to Avatar 3? He's like, uh uh-uh. They will connect their tail penises and go into each other's <laughs> minds. Okay, yeah, and you're fine. Go ahead and down there, get those mermaids. Go I on. To, I just wanted to, want to double check I'm and thinking- see. What- this is research for how the avatars will poop in the next one underwater. <laughs> in three like, D, okay, you just go right down there. Don't you? Don't take any I'm life planning preservers. Planning vision for the in third th- movie. In three D, you'll see the fish poop come right at you, and the lens will adjust focus between the character and the poop. We've gone too far, guys. We have and gone then too Cameron far. James Cameron shits himself for artistic value. God, what right a genius! Man, Aliens was a good movie. And then he made Avatar. Um, I'm exhausted from talking about these mermaids. Me too. I say, uh, I say, we say, go ahead and close the book on this one. Hey, you got a review for us there, Chad? A, yeah, read a us review? a review. Read us a review, Chad. Yeah, you know we do reviews for the show, uh, but uh, we don't do reviews. We read reviews. No, we've for never this show. done a review. We've never done. You a review. do the reviews. Yeah, you, the listener, do the reviews. It means a um, big old mess to us because not only do we love hearing your words, it helps us go up on the iTunes charts and ratings. Helps new people find our show. God, I hope this is someone's first episode ever of of this and episode. It, it makes us laugh they, uh, they often make us laugh it makes Indeed. us laugh uh and by the way before i forget we did just release episode 25 congratulations boys by the way uh on hitting we 25. didn't do anything that was all you no but we did it we like reached it we did it together yeah. but we hit episode 25 uh i think that's a nice little compilation of some some great moments from the show very little talking about goosebumps i would say Chad, can I? I didn't. I didn't listen to it yet, but I have to ask: Is my plot to hide a dead body on nine eleven in there? <laughs> it yes, be. it is. Yes, it, it is. Okay, great, be. great. I like, just want to make sure that people are hearing this great advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great podcast, yeah. guys. This is by Josh, hero of time, Robertson, and he just said, "Hey, <laughs> uh, do you ever wonder if Mike O'Malley had sex on top of the aggro crag?" <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, funny you bring, funny you bring that up, Josh. I, th- I, I, I often ponder if he made love to Mo up there. <laughs> Let's go to Mo. He says as he just like well, he's, he's just having that. sex, and he's like, he's. <laughs> I gotta think of words that he's. He's hopping. He's sweating. He's going out there. <laughs> he's pumping. He's humping. Dust in his face. Water in his face. Let's go to Mo Mo. <laughs> was that the review? That was the review. Yes, that was the review. That was the five entire review. That was it. <laughs> that was the entire review. Five stars. Here's, let me say this real quick. By the way, going through going through the 25th episode again. Uh, take a listen to it. I forgot. There are things I just forgot we said, and I'm surprised and not surprised at the same time. And suggesting that he had sex on top of the aggro crowd yes. is one I of those mean, things. I mean, we've been doing this show for two years. Yeah. Which is crazy. We really should be like, we're we really not. should stop, but we're not. <laughs> it's not healthy for us to keep no, doing this. No, I mean, we keep, I mean, we keep, there's no, it's not. so much stuff on record that you could just, it just ruin our lives with. None of us will ever <laughs> hold any sort of public well, office. I don't know I, about I that don't anymore. I don't know about that anymore. Well, I don't know about that anymore. Do you know what? We can just say we, we never okay. said any of this stuff and it yeah. just works. It just works. Yeah. You can just say, or you just say, eh, maybe I did. You can just that say that now. That was podcast talk. That's uh, all it was. 
(laughs) (laughs) Tom, we got one? This is currently my favorite podcast, and if you give it a listen, it is not hard to see why. I love the Goosebumps series as a kid, and nothing is better than listening to a bunch of men critique and tear apart these stories. (laughs) They do it with love, though. Right, Chad? Right? They do it with love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so entertaining. The podcast is packed from beginning to end with hilarious banter about culling plants, gigantic hamsters, and how R.L. Stein was secretly training kids to become fly people. Best show on iTunes. Thanks, Dom, <laughs> Jeff, and Larry. He <laughs> <laughs> got you right, or he, she. Yeah, well, that's why yeah, I read right. it. Yeah. Uh, that's why you read it. That's a great one. I don't, uh, rem- I don't remember I the, one- the fly people thing, but let's continue. <laughs> Again, I don't remember these things, but I'm not surprised. Uh, Man, oh, man. Uh, I got a review from Kurt Cake 5K, who says, better than drugs, but better with drugs. Five stars. I loved Goosebumps when I was a boy, but although I have a bunch of them sitting on my bookshelf still, I can't really get into reading them. This show is a great way to enjoy the books I loved as a kid with some great jokes by great hosts in between plot points. You see, RL, we're selling selling books. books. We're making people... Keep their books at least. We're we're creating market for you. God damn it, Dad! Uh, love us, love us, please. Love us. You Just know love what? Us. You know what? We uh, got some questions about mustard that need answering, man. Uh, we're gonna track you down at some point. That's not a threat. Not a threat. But we're gonna track you we down. We will at find some point. you. Uh, again, all the reviews are great. Helps out the show a ton. Uh, thank you so much for by the way for all of the the love you give us as way, uh, guys. Do we want to like? Do we want to? tell the other thing that's that's happening i would say by the time this episode comes out we're gonna have a patreon we, we will right patreon.com slash goosebuds that's correct I, let's just let's just quickly explain uh, besides the obvious of why we'd have a patreon I think. goosebuds is a free show it's always gonna be a free show but if you want to support the mm-hmm. show further than just by leaving an itunes review you can now donate to the patreon and i believe the patreon is per episode so it just kind of gives us a little bit more incentive to get on the same page and get one done <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's no i think that's i think that's true but it's and it's beyond that too because we love doing this episode and honestly if we had the ability to do so i think we'd be doing it constantly you and i would just we'd all just live on this uh internet server and talk to each other but we have our day jobs and uh dom and paul and possibly me at some point we work on the internet like we have to to bide our time to do things that pay the bills and i would say that having a little bit of support to pay off our server costs and things like that would give us the ability to do this show more often as opposed to other freelance stuff and, and things on the side. Yeah. So it actually does help support our livelihoods and, and allow us to make it. It lets us, it lets us uh, take an afternoon off from doing a video or, or writing something and just focusing on reading a goosebumps book. So that's, that's what it helps us do. It helps us trade off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are, we are not trying to brag. We are working our jobs. I feel like every night until midnight, at least, if not more. Like it would give us the ability to do more of that. Uh, I will say this too: we have some some side shows we want to do exclusively for Patreon listeners. So not only will you help us support making more Goosebumps, 
other side content we've been talking about doing for a while as well. Uh, so you're not just getting yeah, there's the same, different levels. You, you can too. donate just a dollar per episode or $3 per episode. And I believe each tier has different rewards. And I believe one of the rewards is you're going to get a little bit of riffing with at least Dom and Chad. Yeah, Paul, I think I think as much riffing as we can allow. I'm gonna, um, I'll try. Yeah, we, we I mean, the, the bi-coastal thing, it, it makes it tough, but I'll try and join in I only threw I that can. out there because Chad and of I, course. And we it, get together. We, we, we see each other in, in person quite often, but yeah. God, Paul, I wish I wish you were here living in my house right now in this bed next to me. I wish you were right here, Paul. Well, so you Paul. say this. If you get to the right level, there <laughs> will be a Paul Coastal Highway that I can take to get to L.A. <laughs> if you guys donate to the Goosebuds Patreon, we can build the Paul Coastal Highway. <laughs> that <laughs> will be cursed. Be the Paul we're going to build it right over R.L. Stein's house. <laughs> we got Elon <laughs> Musk. He, Elon Musk was very confused about it, but he said he'll build a. It's going to be loop, called and it'll Paul's be great. Loop <laughs> with <laughs> infinity signs. With it's infinity signs at the beginning money. and end. <laughs> Paul's loop. <laughs> Paul really can't exit the loop either. Like you're kind of just stuck on yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be. Like, it's going to be a hell. That's what the me, Patreon money is for, uh, though. It's to yeah. it's to help fund Paul's life support when he's put back into cryogenic sleep. Paul's loop. As he drifts across America, <laughs> right. waiting for us to record another episode of Goosebuds. And uh, again, with this too, we want you guys to be active. Uh, so uh, if you support the Patreon, any amount definitely helps. But also let us know, is there anything else you guys want to see and, and help weigh in on what we're doing with the show and have an even more direct means of communication with us? Uh, it'll mean a ton. Anything you can do to help out. Uh, we've been paying for this show out of our own pocket. And it might not seem like it's a lot, but actually hosting and editing and making all this stuff, it does stack up over time. Uh, so your support is greatly appreciated. We love you all anyway, but those of you who do donate, we love you, uh, you know, we'll, we're our we'll keep on doing it no matter what, but maybe we'll, maybe yes. there'll be a little bit more, a little more, more, a little more buds out there for you. A little more buds. Now it's getting legalized a little, a little more, more buds. bud in the world. Uh, I think that's a good summary, and we're not going to bore you guys with this all the time. We wanted to get it out here at least and tell you as we launch it. Check it out. Take a look at it. The rewards will probably grab your fancy. Uh, guys, this has been a hell of an episode. It really has. Uh, we covered two books, uh, talked about cornmeal, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. I think, I think that's a good wrap. I think so, too, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't you, you know, get yourself ready for the winter cuddle up with some some blankets some tea listen to old goosebuds episode while you wait for the next one because guys if we forget what we said you probably forgot to so listen to episode 25 <laughs> go back and check out the old episodes and guys we'll see you real soon goodbye we'll see you bye-bye. real soon bye-bye